The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain It's wrestling brain. Remember last week? I was like, imagine that was the new. Imagine you were, you were. Well, yeah, you talked about that being the new intro, but then kind of in a way that made me feel like you didn't like it. So it's weird that you would go back to it <laughs> as the choice for the intro this week. Wrestling is something I am a fan but, of. Uh, what the hell, eh? We like to have fun around these parts, and you're no stranger to that, are you, Zooms? I've decided to make the opening. Just for me now. It's a special moment for me. Uh, it is Wrestling Brain. You are live with us at twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. It's a very exciting week for Wrestling Brain. Winter is coming. Not sure if you'd heard. Uh winter is, it is here? winter is coming. I think we I think it is here. I want to say the 21st. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh either way, a huge week for both Wrestling Brain and for AEW. Uh winter is coming tonight. An unreal show. We had a what one match go full hour. We'll obviously talk about that in depth. And yes. tomorrow night going to be the year-end show the year-end survey results it's exciting two days and all of it gets kicked off with a huge episode of dynamite tonight i can't wait to talk about it i'm your boy zoobs i am joined on the west coast with my man mr 50k josh c how you feeling after a, a winter is coming morning fairly given packed show zoobs thank you so much for bringing up tomorrow night's year-end show i'm fired up for that 5 30 pacific 8.30 Eastern, sick it Nick, is time to producing follow the it. whole Scoops show, Zooms on will Twitter. be on it, Paul will be on it, uh, a couple special guests, Eddie Kingston will be calling in, we'll be going through the year-end survey results, best wrestler, best match, all sorts of things. Lord Almighty, Zoobs, uh, so much to talk about, you asked how I'm doing, you know me, even when this show is no good, I'm in a good mood. I thought tonight's episode of AEW, a couple misses. But uh, a nice flex, an example of what this company can do that no other company can or even tries to do. Mm. Uh, a lot to break down on tonight's episode of A Double Dudes. Excited to do it with all the Brainiacs in the chat. Thank you, Scoots Brodo. Thank you, uh, Big Mac, for subscribing with Prime. We've almost got a hype train going. A couple more people subscribe. I'll make the choo-choo noise. A hype train. We always like to start the show with a hype train, don't we, Zeus? Yes, and I do want to say while we're here, everybody that's watching right now is, has done it. Uh, but I would like for the year-end show to reach a thousand Brainiacs, and I know it's it's a vanity number and it doesn't really matter. Um, but it would be awesome if we had nine of a thousand Brainiacs at the year-end show. That's all I'm going to say. How many? How many are we short right we're, now? We're seven short. I know on the screen it says nine. I, I look behind the, the underneath the underneath the hood. We're seven short. We have 993 followers. So if you're listening to this and you have a twitch account and you never go on you never watch the show and you're just a podcast listener just come on and, f and follow us so we get to a thousand or spread the word to people you know that have twitch that just aren't aren't following you know we just want to hit we just want to hit the thousand 
A thousand by the year end show was our goal. If we could hit it, it would be amazing. We're seven away. God, that feels achievable. If you were here and not following, couldn't agree more with everything the Zoob says. And hello to the nasty casties listening over there on podcasts. Uh, we like you, but less. We we like you less than the Brainiacs who are here tonight. Who give yourself some brains in the chat as I do what it is we do around this place, Zoobs. You know, like I like to say, you play our music. We're going to dance. There was a night of wrestling tonight. A scale of one to seven zooms and Jay's retro getting us to the hype train choo, choo, right before the scale, which means I can end the plugs, which is what we all really want. Thank you. Jay's retro for saving the show. <laughs> People celebrate Jay's. I don't, we, we can, we're done it. Seven more followers. Get us there. We would appreciate it so much. Zooms on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst seven being the best. Where would you place tonight's episode of AW dynamite? formatically very different from a lot of uh, traditional episodes that we get obviously a two-hour show you know the front half of it occupied by one wrestling match which you could have argued maybe more effective to have in the latter spot things to talk about zooms but where would you place this one a scale of one to seven it 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 my gut is instinct is to say seven a lot of sevens early in the chat i think um this is one of those examples and we have had a number of them throughout the year i would say uh almost in line with the specials is sort of you have a show where something happens that that is so, so unique to the moment and to the company and right. to what works that it just sort of i was sort of after the first hour i just sort of was like you have this like euphoria buzz the rest of the show it's like it, it, it the rest of the show was very good there's a bunch of stuff on the show i really liked um so it's a seven for me there's 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 no question love that thank you the anderson 64 for a follow getting us all that much closer zooms gonna read out some scores here good friend jake with a seven america is so bad six and a half hey my name is will with a seven tuck in che five and a half paceball with a seven jay's retro with a seven sam fells with a six thomas pw with a seven torque penner saying he loves the goddamn business he is our friend maybe someone will hear from tomorrow i agree seven anfield road six scoots brodo seven the anderson 64 with a seven my goodness, Zoobs, that's the highest scoring show I think we've had in a couple months. Yeah, the first time chat getting in with the seven, you love to see that. Yeah, I would say high, definitely highest scoring dynamite we've had uh, in quite some time, for sure. Big Mac with a six, sorry, following up there. My goodness, Zoobs, those are strong marks. I think I'm in the six and a half zone. That's yeah. that's where I would place myself. I know yeah. little things I could do that would make it the perfect show. But again, in terms of a night spent watching wrestling, God did this ever deliver. Yeah, I, I like to think of it as, and I think the time of the year helps with this, but I try to keep this in mind at all for, you know, am I going to think back on this night and sort of have this be a standout night of Dynamite? And I think the answer is absolutely yes. This is this no is question. basically up to the beginning of October is sort of the last time we had something like this. You and I being live together, sort of Danielson Omega, I think is sort of the last time a Dynamite probably felt this big. I agree. That would be the last time that a Wednesday show had this sort of not quite post pay-per-view feel, but something maybe more akin to that. And Hits Merrill, another first time chatter tonight. Thanks for joining us. Six and a half agreeing with yours truly. You, you can, it seems like I always say, you can never go wrong agreeing with me. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Six and a half. I think that's on I think that's on pace with the with the audience as well. So I'm excited to get the knife and fork out and dig into this bad boy. Because there's a lot there's a lot of different ways to take this opening match. It's a lot of wrestling. We're going to get into so much tonight, Zoobs. I encourage anybody who's watching right now, if you have a friend who did or didn't watch Dynamite, we could fill them in on what happened tonight. Feel free to text them, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans, and we would appreciate your help with the growth. Uh, Zoobs, also later on tonight, getting to your calls. We'll take your calls 
on tonight's Winter is Coming. You can let us know how you felt. And I think returning favorite, Zoobs, merch match. Turn the volume down. The theme's loud. Yes. But merch match, <laughs> Zoobs and I plunge through tonight. A New York versus AEW shop. Boy. The worst of Bum WWE dia. shop and AEW shop. Pitted head-to-head to find the worst shirt in pro wrestling. Zoobs, looking forward to doing some merch match later. Thank you, Maddie Mac, for the subscription. Zoobs, Dynamite's atrocious theme song plays to open this show. And when Daniel Bryan's music hit Zoobs, I thought, the cojones on these guys. Just <laughs> yeah. opening with your world title match on television. Zoobs, no need to play hero here. I'm going to admit I got it wrong. I thought we were going to get a hangman win tonight. I did Before too. we watch the match tonight, and I'll ask the chat as well, where did you in the chat think this match was going? Did you see the 60-minute draw coming? Did you see a Brian upset? Where were you this morning thinking about winter is coming? I thought, honestly, um, and Torque Pendulum put it in Twitter, on Twitter today, I thought we were getting... What we almost got was I thought we were getting like it looks like it's a time limit draw and then Hangman wins at at, at you know fifty nine minutes fifty yeah. seconds and sort of that's okay, that's where I was at as well that's where I was at it was like they show that he can go the whole thing and you sort of you your brain shifts into oh they're not going to give it to him mode and then he gets he gets it at the last minute um obviously no problem with an hour of wrestling a four commercial breaker the whole beginning of the show uh awesome and and. You know, I obviously lots to talk about here, but I do. I just want to sort of before we dig too deep into it, mm-hmm. hour long matches, matches that go over even twenty five minutes. Sometimes you can feel like, um, you know, there's a lot of moments that you're looking at. It's like ah, this sort of just a huge drain of time in these big chunks. There was really an incredible uh, pace and rhythm to this match that it like it it felt like at fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, thirty, forty, forty five, like it would make it it could have ended right guys they were trying to win they were there was a there was a real urgency they were both wrestling with uh and i thought the really just an impressive show for them to put them to put this on as you said the cojones really incredible well and appropriately zoobs i thought like you talk about that that crescendoing that scale it only increased throughout the match exactly what you're talking about the guys trying to win and the believability that either guy could which is exactly how you want it to go right I wasn't as into this match's first 15 minutes as maybe the, and again, I thought it was largely carried by the crowd, which was great. I saw our Twitter timeline was already liking it early. You know, you hate to make yourself look like a fool because this was obviously a great match. But early in this match, I was a little bit like, I'm ready for this. To, I can tell that this is going to be a long match already because we're 20 minutes in and no one's done a signature or finisher. No one's even really sprinted yet. So I know we're going somewhere with this and I'm kind of ready to get into the meat of it. Were you feeling that at all? Or from go was the Zoobs? Were you, you know, Zoobs, no one sees through the business like you. Were you smelling a classic <laughs> out the gate on this one? Uh, I was. Pr- oh, Anfield Road. Sorry to interrupt right after a question. Anfield Road dropping a five pack of subs to the community. Good heavens. What would we be without Anfield Road? And who will come up on tomorrow's uh, year end show, I might add? We have all kinds of stuff planned for celebrating the community. Uh, as well as the wrestlers wrestling brain a huge year for wrestling brain as we were a show for the entire year uh more on that tomorrow uh, yes tomorrow's gonna be a celebration of all this which is really just a celebration of all of you <laughs> that's that's the truth uh no well, listen i was uh also you sort of you're also sort of big game sniffing it out early on especially with with how little was announced on this show which i think sort of got right talked about a little on our twitter timeline was there's not there wasn't a ton uh there wasn't a ton um, put in, you know, on, on the rest of the cards. So I did expect long, but I was pretty into it from the from the beginning. I didn't have the same nice. problem that you did of, of sort of um, impatience. 
Uh, this is not a discredit to Brian Danielson or to the crowd there. It's just how beloved AEW is right now and the audience that they're playing to. The opening of this match, keep in mind, Brian has kicked the ass of all of Hangman's friends on the way here. The crowd loves Hangman, but they also love Brian Danielson. Like, the the only heel element, I mean, this changes later on the match once Brian's doing, like, the exercise stuff and the blood comes out. But the, the only heel element is that they like Hangman more. And Brian will get booze in moments, but, you know, he's getting the, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. I mean, that, that chance never going to catch on on a large scale, but he's going to get about as good as you can get it. Um so fun to just see and i think maybe it's you don't want to be repetitive about the omega match but they do feel spiritually tied to me in the way that it's like i have spent my life watching most of my wrestling television is wwe of course and you could point to less than six matches on their television that compete with brian versus omega and that's almost being generous and tonight had that feel again and again the i think we have so much to say about the length itself uh, but but just doing that is it's a it brings a smile to your face. I think J.W. Gleason was in our comments being like, "I'm just laughing at that this is happening," and it's like I understand what he means by that because you're just there watching this unfold on cable the full hour to S tier talents that last year you would have dreamed to be facing one another. So just on the absolute helicopter view, great stuff. And I think in the last thirty minutes of this match, just another Brian Danielson in ring classic. Yeah. I agree with that sort of and that's been a running theme sort of with with this show is sort of that uh, continued just gratitude that it's even that it's even real and happening is makes it easy. It makes it easy to hide to get the high scores. But yeah, holy cow. Um, it hit it hit it hit heights for me for the four commercial breaks. It, it turns into a real joy. You, you it, it's long enough that it allows you, I think, to sort of sit in that like I'm just so happy we're getting this moment and gives you those moments and that energy that you can sort of feed off of to continue, I would say, um, the desire to move it, to continue moving it along at the pace that it was going. Such a great point, Zoobs. And again, I'm never going to come on here and be like, oh, commercials are good because obviously I would way rather watch these matches without commercials. But I cannot remember the last time I was watching. Oh, I guess it would have been Punk's Return maybe because they do a commercial break in that. Right. But it's not often during commercial breaks where I'm like, I'm dying for this to come back. Like, how long is this commercial? Like, I'm, I'm, eager for this thing to continue which is basically the biggest compliment that you can pay, could pay it zoobs i'm gonna jump into the chat here for a second uh jason say apparently the crowd ate up the heel word drawing during the bait breaks on fight tv it was so loud apparently okay there you go the anderson 64 saying great tv product first and a pay-per-view product second i agree with that but the last two pay-per-views have also been like all-time great pay-per-views as well so you, you know you're getting your cake and having it too here what is it eating it and having it zooms what's that you know you know um, have your, Mary cake, Antoinette. You have know your cake and eat it too yeah you can do you can do all three of those things like the zoom says and then uh botch that pile driver saying i sort of think they might call the match when hangman was selling the blood okay so this actually i have it written down and circled we got to talk about hangman selling in this match because i'm right there with botch style pile driver not that i thought they were going to call the match but i was like is he bleeding so much that even if this was planned for an hour, are they having the go home early discussion right now? Mm. Cause he's, he's taken out of this match for a while. When I rematch rewatch this match tomorrow and I will, I'm curious how long that sequence is. Cause it's a little while long enough that in fact, scoots Brodo in my discord pitched an idea where it's like, should this match have injury time? Which I actually thought was like, <laughs> you can play with that. In AEW and have some fun. Follow scoots Brodo, of course. Um, but yeah, I thought hangman, 
granted he was actually tired in the last three four minutes of this match but selling tired before that selling you know the last breath every time looking like a baby face fighting from under against brian danielson even though he is working heel it's not easy this is one of the best guys ever at doing it right and yet hangman i thought managed to to capture that with ease yeah oh i think i think i think beautifully put uh and a great i think you know danielson's style is so great for this length of match where it's just like this just repeated viciousness and and you know they they both sort of had a thing that they were targeting and an identifiable weakness and and there were some really layered different things that were able to sort of be told what was going on in the match throughout the course with yeah. the length that i thought um added to added to everything it was uh it was a it was a great night it's just great i just love this shit i really it really makes you love this shit it's the kind of night as you said that makes people text you about wrestling which which you love to be doing I have so much more to say about the match, but I'd actually like to sort of continue down the branch you just threw out there because we're, we're so blessed to have these zoobs on this channel. A guy who not only knows the business inside and out, but was a, is a broadcasting professional, a guy who can sort of speak to a side of uh, this that, of course, I have no hope or fight it. So, zoobs, I hear all the time that uh, in MMA, but even wrestling, TV execs are hoping that if things go a certain length, people will be texting their friends. Hey, tune into this. Tune into this. Is this a real thing that happens? Like, I, I don't do this for people. Is this a factor behind the scenes? Or do you think things like that can play out over an hour match like tonight? I think I think it because it's it's almost I don't know about you, but for me it's it's more inbound than it is outbound, right? You're not telling people, hey, watch this. People are watching it and they're and they're telling you, like, hey. You're the wrestling guy in their mind. Yeah, what's going on? Like, or you know, yeah, exactly right. Just to just to not like we got we got not sure what we should do tonight we flip this on tell me about this that sort of is more a more common thing i think out of this than the the call your friend and tell him you do that for wrestling brain i don't know if you do it for the actual yeah show. i mean for the a show of course i mean it's just it's just that easy <laughs> and thank you to rusty shed subscribing with prime lots of prime subscriptions tonight zooms and do you know why that is because it's so easy to do oh my god zooms you you more than anyone can pitch to or uh rather uh uh yeah pitch you can prove you can vouch is the word i'm looking for for what a horrible tech person i am god i don't know anything about technology but even i can find out how to subscribe with prime zooms you just have to you, know, you just do it it's very simple to yeah do. you if you have a prime account you already get a free pitch sub every month and you're giving jeff bezos all that money and instead you can give the sword and shield a little slice of that vibe you know what i'm saying <laughs> you might sleep a little easier <laughs> Zoops, you were talking about uh Ryan can't can't figure it out so what i mean he, he did it tonight yeah i thought he did oh, too oh, oh. he's saying he is a dumb man and he can figure it out oh there you go me yeah, i say i don't and i can't i'm so dumb i can't even read that and we're look at talk about how dumb we are and we're all we've all figured it out all figured it out so really Zoops, just further proving that point hits merle saying wrestling brain more and more people really are saying wrestling brain tapping the sign for all of you i feel smart that's for sure who are seeing it right now. So you were talking about Brian Danielson's style working for an elongated match like this. And I think that this is my way of saying that same thing. Once this match did slow down to sort of your more, not that this is the invention of the style, but what we associate is like the new Japan epic in the back half. Both guys are tired, each shot keeping them down for a while portion of the match. Brian was still... His explosiveness, right? You see it in the running knee, but you saw it today, how much he was getting up for things in these moments of offense. If the, the back body drop, the fall away slam, that powerbomb reversal zooms. You remember that powerbomb uh, hanger gets him up? Brian's way up in the... I thought that was a 
spot of the year contender that powerbomb uh, he did. Brian Danielson, well-selling tired, still just spending it on exploding for hangman offense. And that does so much for the tired babyface to still look like He-Man in those moments, you know, just great stuff. And I couldn't agree more. His style is so all in. It's so committed. And at the end of this, it feels like art. Like people who's like, oh, is wrestling art? It feels artistic in these moments when both are leaned over and sweating. And you know me, I love the real fights too. And it feels uh, sort of the the fighting spirit is alive in both. And I just thought you got that in spades in the back corner of this match. Again, just Wednesday night flipping through cable. Somebody might've seen this. That's wild. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. It's just a dream. It's a dream scenario that this is the kind of thing that opens this show, opens this show, opens it, the show. It's, it's sickening. And here we go. Hector Doink subscribing with Prime. See, maybe Hector Doink is a smart person. Maybe they're a dumb person. But either way, they managed it, and that's that's what's important. So thank you very much, Hector. We appreciate it a great deal. Zoobs, if you don't mind, I'd like to go kind of early to our first keep it or kick it of the evening. You Are you okay with this, Zoobs? I would say, hell, you're right on time. I wouldn't say early in the slightest. I mean, that's why you're the Zoobs, the man of the internal clock. You know, they say Ringo Starr was the, the drummer. The Zoobs is keeping this thing on the track. So nonetheless, Zoobs, let's get to it. Let's play our first. Keep it or kick it of the evening, of course. Keep it or kick it the segment where I, Mr. 50K, Josh Custodio, give these zooms and you in the chat a wrestling prompt where you must tell me. If you keep that prompt, which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, or you kick that prompt, which means you hate it, you despise it, you never want to see it again. Maybe somebody could throw the keep and kick emotes in the chat so new people know what they're talking about as we get to keep it or kick it. Sam Fell's asking, what are the rules? I just said them. Thank you, Maddie Mac, and not just any Maddie Mac, our own Maddie Mac, the axe of the network, Maddie Mac, the mod of Wrestling Brain, Maddie Mac. If you were thinking of maybe saying anything transphobic, racist, homophobic, anything in that vein, Maddie Mac will have you out on the curb before you can say, I'm sorry. Do not, if you're thinking, oh, maybe, maybe this isn't too far, it is. And Maddie, Maddie Mac, he'll come with that axe. Zoobs, am I lying? Absolutely not. Zoobs, let me get to my first keep it or kick it prompt of the evening. Now, Zoobs, I think this one might be a little contentious. I'm very curious where you, these Zoobs, come down on it. Zoobs, keep it or kick it. This statement, Hangman Adam Page is a top 10 in-ring worker on the AEW roster. It's a big one, Zoobs. Should we maybe start listing out some of the people who would be atop that list? Let's First, let's, 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 some, let's let some votes come in. Heavy keeps. A lot of keys. Pace foul with the first kick. Pace foul with the kick. First four keeps. Then five more keeps. Nine one keep. Wow, people are so sure. Maybe we should start counting. 11, 12, 13. Wow. Not contentious at all. 13 one keep. Only pace foul with the keep. 13 two. Maddie Mack with the kick joins him. Yeah. But that's. Uh... Kick, but it's close from Hitsmerl. Between five and 10, says Will. Couple more saying, kicks. He just likes to keep. Couple more kicks. So late push on maybe maybe four more kicks there at the end, but it was 13 2, so 13 6. No, I'm saying, yeah, 80 20 at best yeah. for the kick. Interesting. Where do, you, where, do you, where do you come down on that? I think it is a keep. Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking about it, and then I think. Uh, I think there's a there's there's some proof in the pudding there, and I think it's been it's been a nights like this go go towards that. I think it helps, and uh, yeah, I think once I started getting there, I was like, "Yeah, you're starting you're starting to sort of split hairs." It's it depends to be it starts to be a taste thing versus like identifiably right. uh, written in stone. So yeah, it's a keep for me. What about you? I think I'm a kick. 
I mean, I haven't written it out. No, no. And, and I think it'd be somewhere in 10 to 15. But that's a stacked-ass roster. Absolutely. Purely in-ring. Absolutely. Ray Phoenix. Um, I do like the way, though, tonight sort of did layer in him finding and hitting new levels. And it's sort of that, that being an added layer to him as a champion versus just sort of him in previous iterations of who he was and how he acted right. and how he dressed sort of all his, his real, the real addition, I would say to his, to his demeanor, uh, having overcome all that and grown from it. And now being the championship version of him, I think it is really neat that that sort of is a identifiable change in him. Right. So as we kind of got to talk about it, uh, I don't mind going on the record and saying I would have had hangman pin Brian Danielson here. When uh, the the bell rang, that, that that hanger missed it by three seconds. I always think that's a little stupid. It's like it's it's sixty minutes, and he hits him with the buckshot. It's literally three seconds more you need. Again, love this match. I think it's one of the best TV matches of the year. I have no huge complaint with the draw. I see what they're doing. You're protecting two people, but it is Hangman Page's first title defense, and. I, I don't know who else you give the Brian Danielson win to if not your babyface champion. And I suspect he probably will get that at uh, Battle of the Belt. But even then, it's like you couldn't do it in an hour and now you do it in less. It's interesting. What what would you done there? When it Or maybe I'll phrase the question this way. When the bell rang, how did you feel? I... A little disappointed. I will. I will admit. I did. I. I'm right there with you. I wanted the 59, 55. I wanted that to be the sort of, you know, he gets to say to to Kenny. He can say I did beat him. You know what I mean? And I and it, it, just a little bit. Just a little bit better. Like you know what I mean? That sort of. I I pulled it out in my time frame. I I, I understand leaving that doubt and and obviously again as you said building to a bigger thing, battle the belts or be a pay per view. But I I won't. I won't deny being uh, a little bit disappointed. A little bit disappointed. Good friend Jake pitching that maybe they'll do it with an Iron Man or something. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Two or three, maybe. They'll, they'll bust off that old classic. Yeah. Everybody loves those. Because then you get the both guys win. Yeah. Actually, credit to New York. They uh, had Alberto Del Rio beat Kalisto for the U.S. title twice in a row. <laughs> Who needs the third fall? <laughs> Sorry, Kalisto. You got to do that to establish it. It's a possibility. I agree. I, I agree. I'm saying credit. How often do I say something nice about New York? Right? Rare. It's rare. But they aren't it. I mean, granted, I'm crediting them for something from 2014. But... <laughs> <laughs> Still credit. So what is the match at Battle of the Belts now? Yeah, I, I think that good friend Jake's probably right. It's it's Brian and Hanger with a, a stip attached. Do you, you agree with that, Zeus? Yeah, I think that's I think that's sort of makes sense to me. I, but does it muddy the waters a bit that Battle of the Belts is only an hour long? Hmm. Good question. You couldn't, you couldn't do this match with a dip where it's under an hour, right? Uh, maybe not. Because yeah. if they can't beat each other in an hour, how how could you? Obviously, they will. But how could you build a step where it makes sense? That's like okay, well, in less time. Right. No, I agree. And and Jay, I agree with sort of the point of if you if they didn't get it done in an hour. Iron Man doesn't make a ton of sense because then you still figure like you're just looking for you're, we're still looking for our first fall here. Yeah, true. No, true. Uh, yeah, you're right. With zero falls, it doesn't make any sense. I'm wrong. So yeah. called by Jason as always. That's tough. That's a good. That's a good yeah, question. In a bit of a tricky spot. I would have just given them the damn win. That's how I felt right at the end of the match. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of people well, actually. I put up a Twitter poll about it here. Let me look up the results of that right now if if you don't mind zoobs we'll get a sense on what the people are saying 
So, of course, you can always follow us for more polls like this at wrestling underscore brain. 106 votes, Zoobs. Mm-hmm. The prompt should Hangman Page have pinned Brian Danielson at the end of the match? 44% say yes. 56% say no, the draw was good. So, people most, the, the majority happy with the, the finish as is. And maybe, maybe I'm being too sour. Maybe when a match is that good, you should accept it for what it is. Just when else do you spend it? You know, maybe even if you were calling it, you call an audible there and you go, wow, this is feeling gigantic. Like this is maybe a bit more of a moment than we were counting on. Why don't we cash it? Why don't we give hanger? Like even in the rematch, can they recapture that? Will the title win feel as big as it would have at the end of this hour? I don't know. I mean, maybe they can because they're two S tier wrestlers, but it's a pressure that I think maybe they could have avoided if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And I, and I, I, understand the logic behind you have to protect Danielson, but I, I honestly, honestly, like I really don't think he loses a ton from, from going 59 minutes with the champion. No, the the only thing I'm wondering is if they want to build to punk Brian, both undefeated. Sure. That was my thought tonight was, do you eventually get to those guys? Somebody's Oh, has to go between the two biggest stars in this company. That was the only thing I was thinking. Cause otherwise, why not just give hangman the win? I don't not know. Bad. Not bad, though. I like I like the brains in the chat for me on that one. I like that. Great match, man. Uh, good friend Jake clarifying that they didn't necessarily mean an Iron Man, just a match with some sort of stipulation. Gotcha. Yeah, there you go. I did mean Iron Man for what it's worth, so I am dumber than good friend Jake. I was thinking, oh, an hour long? Yeah, I was just <laughs> 60 minutes and 60 minutes. Yeah, all good <laughs> over here. That's whole cement brain here. Your dude did the wrestling brain hosted by me. It's, we've, been, we've been very smart so far on the show. Oh, that... That uh, off the top to the table of the outside bump. Oh my god! Yeah, tons Nasty. of the spots themselves were were just insane. And Zeus, if we could talk about something that really struck me during this match, and again, love this match, not critiquing it, but the value of multiple finishers because we we know Hanger has to get to the outside before we can start biting. Whereas we know if Brian gets a hold of you, you're in trouble. Right. And if Brian's got a waist lock, he could be going for anything. If, if Brian. Anytime Brian Danielson has closed the distance and you're chest to chest with him, you're in danger. Your limbs are in danger. Your neck is in danger. And I, I thought that that dynamic was kind of in play because Hangman not only has uh, only one finisher, but it's it's like a 619 or a, it's a, a location-based finisher where the person has to be in the spot to do the thing. So I'd love to see him add something else as a finisher uh, to his arsenal. I know he used to use the dead eye, but that's the just the kickout spot now. So. Love to see him add something else to, to finish a match with. Yeah, I, I like that uh, recommendation. Like a super. Sorry, and you like to have like a super he can go to, right? Like a Yes. Yeah, an avalanche something. Something. Yeah. Something where he doesn't have to get to the outside and, and wait. Seventh defense is saying better than Brian versus Kenny, in my opinion. Both unreal matches, professional wrestling. Agree. Both unreal matches. Zoobs, this was a a hot topic in my discord tonight, which of course you can join at patreon.com slash J zero SHC for $5. Zoops and I have a fun piece of content up there in the next couple of weeks, which I'm legitimately very looking forward to doing. So uh, hop in there. If you want to hear uh, something good in a couple of weeks or join my discord. Zoops, uh, Which did you think is the better match? Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson or Brian Danielson versus hanger hangman page. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. What if I told you it was easy for me? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. I, I think it's easy. It's easy to see somebody influenced one way or the other in a way that 
feels definitive to them. It's it's tough for me. Eileen uh, Kenny. I thought I thought the thirty did it favors. Sort of it did it a favor of of being thirty and and being such a sprint and being uh, such a moment in the return of like obviously you're not going to be able to bottle that lightning of punk or pardon me of of Brian Danielson returning and like that those moments of like oh my god like he he gets to do this and we get this and like this was obviously yeah this is obviously that a, first touch the yeah. crackle of brian danielson is here and oh my god he's wrestling kenny omega on tv like that that crackle i feel like was uh basically not in any other match this year like i thought that that match was uh sort of steam coming out the ears in terms of what is going on aw is taking over in a way that this one wasn't yeah and this this feels more like a, this is more of a more of a proving match Right, it's more of a proving ground for Paige than it is sort of a, a statement of of Danielson's return, which you know that is sort of your your choice, your decision there. Totally agree. I thought Taz was excellent uh, on the call in this match. His call of no matter who wins, the AEW title is elevated here. I think that's true, and that's important to note. Uh, a good call by uh, the Human Suplex Machine. He's been so good. He's been so good. It's been so good, man. Uh, the crowd felt hotter in New York, says the Anderson 64. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, listen, we're going to look, I think we're going to look back at that two months run of this show and be like, I, it, like, that's really like, I can't believe how molten the crowd was night after night after night. It was, it was bananas for bananas. like two months there. And it's still, it's still, listen, great crowd tonight. It's still reverberating. And, it, and there's, a, there's a real momentum and growth, but like, it was, silly they should the, the buzz in those in those moments so zoobs uh brian danielson was on ariel helwani's show the other this three weeks ago i think and he brought up how he felt a responsibility to talk about his friend john moxley's book and promote it while he couldn't and i've noticed that dynamite pitches mox's book during the danielson segment at least for the last three weeks do you think he has enough sway to be like hey my matches are are one of the most watched parts of the show. That's when I want Mox's book plug. Or is that a coincidence? It has happened three weeks in a row. Doesn't sound like a coincidence to me. I'll say that much. That's got a, that's, that warms your heart, right? Like that's Brian Danielson is a good guy. We know, but that warms your heart, right? Of course. Makes me feel really good. <laughs> you know what didn't make me feel really good, Zoobs? The, the spot when Hangman was bleeding and Brian did the the stomp that he did to Caban to get the teeth out. And then he like squeezed his head and <laughs> yeah, more blood so came cool. out. Like, 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 like it's squashing like so an orange good. or something. <laughs> like a sponge. I, so I was losing it during that. Good golly. That was uh, that was getting gnarly if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Some, some great, as you said, some great singular moments, some great spots. Uh, a really memorable one, a memorable ones to have, and to have the night before, to have that the night before the year end show. I don't know how many people's year end. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the tipping point for people people on Danielson on the year. I don't know. I yeah, I'm not gonna give. I don't want to give away any hints for who won wrestler of the year. So I'm gonna tread carefully here because you got to tune in tomorrow night, five thirty in the West, eight thirty in the East, right here, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain as we go through the year end awards, but. Zoobs, this was a, a uh, the most, I've been doing these awards for, for ages, right? And usually it's like, oh, there's the break. That's the clear wrestler of the year. And they eat up 80% of the votes or so. Not so this year. There are what, maybe three people who are basically tied and a fourth person that if 10 people decided they wanted to vote for that person all in a lump, they would, uh, they could make up ground. So yeah, very, very split year 
on the wrestling brain survey. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that. Tomorrow's going to rule. There's no getting around that. Zooms as we close out. I might have a, this I one might have a Saint minute. Remy. I might have a, I might have a Saint Remy before with me on my segment. Maybe I'll burn myself a little tomorrow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Or do I have it in here? Yeah, I'm, I'll have no, a I little. Have I'll have a little Saint Remy. I'll pop in and have a little Saint Remy. I love. Well, I think you'll be on for a while. I figure the back thirty minutes of the show, you and I will be going over the schedule for next year. We'll be going over the the critiques of the channel. We put a, an open call out for anything you'd like to see more. And I think our listeners came through with some some really good, constructive, non-mean criticism. Like, hey, these these things could could happen. And so we'll be going over some of those and uh, going over our stats for the channel. Uh, Wrestling Brain Year in Review. Zoobs has pulled a bunch of fun data. Uh, I'm excited to be going through all that with my brother in this, the other half of Sword and Shield, the Zoobs. I just want to, I just want to get a guess. People in the chat are here right now. Just off the top of your head, guess how many chat messages do you think were sent on Wrestling Brain this year? Coming into tonight, not counting tonight. How many, like if you had had to even guess how many chat messages there were. We did every Wednesday, we did every pay per view. We did Thursdays, we did Fridays, Tuesday shows. I'm going to say maybe 2,000. 2,000. Also, I'll, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. We've had 2,000 in a, in a night before. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> 300,000 says many ways. Interesting. Anyway, at least 20. 15,000 says Jay's, Jay's Retro. Three. People love doing bits, man. 20. Some of the fans have 214,000. 143,000 says McDander. Find out tomorrow for the tail end of the yeah, year. And show we, have who sent, me. we have who sent the most chats, who's used the most words, uh, what the most used emojis and emotes are on the channel, uh, whether more things have been kept or kicked. Oh, that's that's good. If, so we know. Oh, wow. All that Follow Scoops Brodo on Twitter. I can't wait. Zoops, we saw a TV classic tonight. Anything you'd like to say before we transition into the, the next part of the show here? Or do you think we mostly covered uh, Hangman Page's first title defense against Brian Anderson? Uh, you know, just I'll uh, we'll just repeat one more time, which I think I've said multiple times this year. But uh, another instance for me and just um, at the end, after all, after your split reaction to the to the end of the match, really just another moment to reflect and be like, I'm just amazed at the world we live in that this is this is a thing this is what is on the television show that i want that is the, is the wrestling television show you couldn't imagine it couldn't imagine it a million percent uh subscription from anfield road another one subscribing with prime our brother alex using his subs message to say follow scoots Brodo on twitter yeah i mean if that's not a brother i don't know what is you, you sub and you put over the other guy's twitter you don't see that on other twitch streams yeah. they promote themselves that's true alex is a selfless man Good friend Jake saying, I think it was a mistake to make this match first because I was kind of out of it for the rest of the show. Zoobs, I think this is right at the crux of the discussion of the show tonight. I'm so glad good friend Jake brought it up. I think there's no question about it. You you had to flip the order of these. I think the hour match should have gone last because even if you have a burnt out crowd from Dante MJF, you, you got the first 30 minutes of the hour match to sort of, they can be dead and get them back into it. I, I don't know if I felt that way for the whole show, but there was definitely an exhale, I need a cigarette going on, uh, lingering after the, the Danielson hanger match, right? Yeah, I, I sort of attribute it to a euphoric buzz, sort of what I was feeling. I think putting the Wardlow match there made sense because it was sort of, you, you knew what you were getting 
there anyway. Um, but I can see that as I can see that as a as a complaint. But I I don't uh, I don't know that I agree. I liked it out of the top. I liked it having sure. sort of that um, AEW's way in kayfabe, kayfabe of saying like we don't know how long this is going to go, so we have to put it first, right? We we sort of sure. Well, I mean, like, they can only go an hour, right? Right. But just sort of that, you know, at, you put it at the hour mark. You're like, all right, this is going to go an hour. You, you know what I mean? Sort of you telegraph it maybe a little bit less, but I can see that. Uh, I can see that being burnt out totally makes sense to me. It's a, it's def- definitely a main event, right? It's you can you can do something else last, but it certainly was the main event of the evening. I was thinking, uh, Zoom. Do you remember last week's podcast? We had Murder Brian on, who I thought was was really excellent and made good points left and right. And we were talking about the Punk MJF promo segments being promos opening AEW. And he said he thinks that a, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but but effectively that he actually thinks that the something like a punk promo is more likely to get a casual fan in the door or somebody to to get the hook them into the program. It's funny that two weeks back to back, we get this amazing promo segment and this hour match. But as I was watching this, I was thinking of what Brian said. Do you think a one hour match is just fan service, you know, a nice piece of meat for the hardcore fan base that you have done? Or do you think that if somebody was giving Dynamite a first try, they might get sucked into this 60 minute contest? Uh, you know, that's interesting you say that because we have I was I was watching uh, Sexual Jumanji watch the show as he often does on Twitter. And he was sort of the great uh, sex he was sort of um, not a fan of the draw as somebody that is not. He's like, he said basically that that sort of that sort of thing serves a hardcore more than it does a, a fan that is sort of. Yeah, not, you know, that maybe does then give you the full get locked into it. And when half their time went talking about it and someone's like, oh, my God, it's been 45 minutes. You got to see who wins this hour long match. Uh, I can see that being a letdown if because it is it is it is sort of a, a more I think of a, he's right. It is more of a hardcore leaning like you know you 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 end up being like it you know you explain to someone why it's a good thing that nobody won which is like you understand but also it it is not the most like um casual viewer catered way to kick a show off. Well, and listen, I think part of AEW's identity is giving the the vocal hardcore fan base largely what they want. And I would not say steer away from that at all. But yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> worth knowing. And I, I happen to think both Sex J and uh, Murder Brian were right. That for for me, the the subversion, the break of convention, the, the hour-long match on a weekly wrestling show is almost part of the enjoyment, right? Like there's a, a meta thing happening where it's, I can't believe this, this isn't how it works. Right. So, uh, but I, I do think it doesn't serve the, the casual fan as much. So I'll be curious to see. Uh, yeah. How people done it. Good for always, Jake Hasn't hang never gone an hour. I think commentary said tonight that he had it. There you go. Uh, Scoots brought it with an idea that I like that. Uh, Danielson's new thing is should be always going to a time limit draw. I could see that sort of like playing out in his sadism. Like he has a guy that he's clearly he better than. He just he makes sure it goes fifteen thirty. Just sort of like <laughs> I'm clearly of one, but we're going to a time limit draw. <laughs> I uh, that's. <laughs> I, it'd be great as a heel, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> zero 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 and fifty is right. <laughs> 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 who will be the one in one oh and 50 <laughs> oh that's funny zooms will finally move on from that main event but i thought it would uh was worth dwelling on because i think we got a real treat tonight on tv so great to see and what the hell would be on our show if we didn't talk about that show for that match for a long time you're damn right 
<laughs> the super click are backstage, or at least as Bobby Fish is quick to correct them, the super click and Bobby Fish. I think an interesting thing, although no Kyle O'Reilly tonight. More on that later, maybe. But uh, they're promoing on the best friends, these four. Uh, and it looks like we're leading to a 4v4 match. The super click and Bobby Fish taking on the best friends. What do you think of this feud, Zoobs? Does it move the old Zoobs meter? Or I, I thought, again, I, I sort of lean with good friend Jake here where I was taking in this promo, but I was so you're so still exhaling after the match that I wasn't sure if this was just an okay promo or I wasn't in the mood to take in a promo. Yeah, you know what is... Um, they've never really been promo guys, the elite, right? It's never really been like... Cole was a, Cole's a decent promo, but like you never like, oh man, Fish is a great promo. And it's more the, of the act. The box is like a cheesy, like it's yeah. not so... Uh, yeah, listen, you're pretty buzzed out. Teasing the Kyle O'Reilly thing pretty heavily, though. No, with the, with the gift. So Absolutely. Uh, that's the main takeaway. The kazoo thing's annoying. Uh, I don't yeah, know what... what was that? I don't was know that what a it's, Christmas song? I don't know what it's from, so... Kazoo's, that, kazoo's is, were a bit louder. It's a show that knows a bit, a thing or two about a bit loud theme song. I'm just going to guess the kazoo is some stupid thing from Being the Elite. That's it my guess. Be, one be. of them, one of them... You know, they, they have won a kazoo match from uh, from John Hungry, and now they have to play the kazoo whenever they're around. Right. I think that's what happens. You're probably right. I don't know. Maddie Mac saying, the super fish. Not bad. Wardlow versus Matt Seidel, Zoobs. I think one that on paper we all thought destined to be a classic. Uh, Sean Spears is out sort of acting as Wardlow's coach here, would you say? Or... Like an overbearing encourager. I, I I don't know exactly what you describe this Spears role as. But listen, longtime critic of Sean Spears on this show. He is so much better as this dorky uh, goofball. Like he can't be the large lumbering muscle next to Wardlow. So he's silly. It just suits him so much better, I find. Yeah, he's like pinnacle version of Cutler, right? He's sort of that... Really well said. Yes. Dresses dresses silly and and it it's obviously silly, but that sort of it, it's better than than leaning out of that. I I agree. It it it's you find your place, and I think that it, it it's he's found a place there with the suit with no shirt underneath and the <laughs> stupid chair thing. <laughs> uh, accountability, buddy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if they were teasing like a Spears break off here in the when he was sort of trying to order Wardlow around saying, hey, you have to get MJF this, get MJF that, that MJ that he was trying to be sort of MJF's go-between to Wardlow. So uh, did you pick up a Spears breakaway here or just an annoying character touch? I think we're, I think we're, I think it's all pieces of the um, the Wardlow breakaway, sort of my assumption. That's, this is the bigger yeah. picture of like, he can't, he can't believe that John Spears is, it's one thing when MJF is, is is the guy doing it because he's a young star, upward trajectory. This is just a guy with no shirt on. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Again, the great Tort Penderloin saying today on Twitter that for all the great things you can say about Wardlow, he also just has a built-in, insanely hot feud with MJF at some point. Yeah, and uh, JX pointing a great point out the disobeying uh, Spears to do the final, to the, to do another power bomb is the beginning of him listening to fans more than listening to. Uh, teammates 100 percent. yeah that's sorry i was more talking about spears um after the match with the world stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely right that stuff was a little more on the nose yeah no question and i like that wardlow should be a baby face at some point even if he's still a little green which we don't know 
We, why do we have no classic little man, big man tag teams in AEW? It's just Jurassic Express, and it's like the, the gimmick is so nut bar. I'm talking about like a you know the, the classic big guy, little guy thing. Wardlow and who's 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 a, who's a medium to small guy you'd pair Wardlow with? You think uh, they sell that hat? That Sean Spears hat? They must. Oh, for sure, hundred. He it loves might that. Be one of the better hats they sell. He like. loves that logo. Eh? That like. Canadian flag skull thing. Yeah, the Punisher Canadian flag. You, you know, you know what I always think of when I see that logo zooms. Like the worst truck in the I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a sticker on the back of like a thirty five hundred. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I wish he'd do. I wish he'd bring back the hay shirt. That was fucking great. Yeah, I think we all remember the hay shirt. That yeah. was you know I had more merch match coming up later on tonight. Archer and Darby as a team. Jason just batting a thousand tonight. Yes. Agree. Wardlow and Stunt. I don't need Marco Stunt on my TV. It looks like a truck with truck nuts. Yeah. Scoots, man. <laughs> Wardlow with Marco. Why do you guys all want Marco? If Marco's going to be with a big guy, it's got to be Big Show. There's said no little, in between. You said little guy, and that's all anybody's. My head went there too, and I was like, I don't want to see that, so I'm not. I'm just going to change the subject. Well, that's. I didn't say who's the littlest guy. I, I said know. who's a little guy. Dante Martin's watch style pile driver. Watch style pile driver. I love that. Um, Marco and Paul White, because he's Paul White is his favorite wrestler. That's the big guy, little guy tag team. Or love the Wardlow and Dante. I mean, I mean, it could go a lot of ways. Not that this big guy, little guy, but I wouldn't mind a little Steiner bros, him and Hobbs getting together either. But I suppose more on that later. Wardlow, of course, easily. I would say this is the least competitive Seidel match we've maybe ever seen on television. Like Seidel's usually out there to give guys 12-minute fun TV matches. This was not that. So uh, big push for Ward Wardog. <laughs> yeah, the Wardog, Mr. Mayhem. Yeah, you you love calling him that, right? <laughs> You're the Zooms, he's the Wardog. Yeah. <laughs> and the Rock, three all-time stars in my eyes, Zooms. Tay Conte uh, is talking a little shit on Penelope Ford in this next seg sequence. And I was wondering if Tay Conte could be served. You know, sometimes they let Shida and Riho promo in Japanese. Sure. Should we get Tay Conte doing a Portuguese promo? I mean, are you asking me if someone should be speaking Portuguese in the show? I mean, absolutely. You're the Portuguese. You're the Portuguese. <laughs> we uh i would like to see it though i like the native tongue promos we, you, and you, you get a, a greater feel for the the person you know i not that take conte was bad here it did just cross my mind that her her energy is so up here that subtitle it we'll, we'll get it yeah and listen you, you, you get a strip torn off you by a portuguese woman well you're gonna know it it doesn't matter what she doesn't matter if you can understand it or not it's not gonna be any questions in your mind as to what Has that was all about been mad at you zoops i mean of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you're still here brother you know what i'm saying <laughs> um i kind of hate that ford versus conte is a submission match strange but two masters of the art so what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah we got uh, one, you know, when I think Penelope Ford, I do famously think she uses the mute a lock. Uh, <laughs> news to me. She's tapped out plenty of people. We saw the footage. When when you see Penelope Ford, do you think great submission? 
<laughs> it's not the first thing that comes to mind. That's right. Yeah, it's not even the first two I bet. <laughs> um, regardless, good for Tay to get basically a guaranteed win here. I suspect I'm always for pushing Tay Conte. Um, I thought it was a little weird though for like a baby face Tay Conte to be like, "Oh yeah, heel. Why don't we do a match that totally favors me, the judo black belt and Brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belt? Don't forget that, Zeus." Um, I don't know. Kind of just weird all over, but a Tay Conte win works for me. You've done your fair share of martial arts training. Well, just just Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Just jiu-jitsu, okay. Matters, yeah. I was going to ask if you've ever done like judo. If you ever. No, I've I've grappled with judo players though. I've gotten dropped on my head and my ass kicked from them for sure. But uh, but never myself. My friend growing up though. Um, oh my lord, his name is escaping me. But he uh, he was a uh, bronze in judo for Canada for wow. not at the Olympics, but like the world juniors at that age madness yeah my uh my stepmother was sleeping under my feet this whole time so i was like what is that noise hi mage good morning my step stepmother swears by it a couple years ago it was like sort of not not that he was ever not in shape but it's just like you know you know just a guy that doesn't have a ton to do sometimes yeah he ended up going getting to judo classes and like his daughter got super into it he's chucking people what around i mean he and i need to have a little tete-a-tete yeah. yeah on the mat just chuck people sounds like fun it does sound like fun. I mean, but you want to be the chucker, not the chuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Scoots Brodo saying, congrats on Tay for moving, advancing from blue belt to black. No, it's a, she's a black belt in judo, which is what she claimed tonight, and a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is real. Uh, but they should just say a double black belt because this is wrestling. Of course. Good friend Jake saying, Tay is allowed to say the B word. Yeah, McVander Hughes pointing out that she used the B word at the end, so she knows she's serious. Bitch. It's a curse. It's, it's as big as it's... it's... Bigger than the S word, I would say, for this for this company. I feel like both could just go the way of the dodo. I don't need them either. Keep yeah. them sparsity. Once in a while, let Mox be like, I don't give a shit. And then it feels big. Chucky e. T says he didn't want to say it anymore because everyone else has said it. Tough. That's what happens when you're an originator. But yeah, weird booking here with the, the sub-match proposed by the babyface, I thought. But what do you do? Zooms, I loved this next segment. I loved this next segment, Zoobs, as Malachi Black is already doing one of my favorite things. He's shooting a promo off location. We're not in the arena. Where, where were we? Some old house? What was this? A cabin in the woods? No idea. Uh, he is accepting violence. He, he knows that this is a part of him, and this is part of what he is here to teach. He wants to start a foundation. He wants to poise a group. And he kisses his first masked devotee and says you're now more than a king brody king joining the aw roster and the house of black zooms this suits me fine former pwg tag team champions malachi black and brody king are back together starting the house of black i hope that they can get a couple more people going what did you think of this video segment what do you think of brody king signing what do you think of malachi as the head of a, a, a faction a great it's a great fit i'm, I'm with you i love uh love being taken off location i love being taken into the world so to speak um something that Lucha underground did really well and um i think adds real depth to the goings on and sort of especially to a guy like like high black who loves to have sort of these extra pieces to his character and to his stories and, right. and how much it helps him uh yeah i'm excited i'm excited about this i think i think we've been 
simultaneously very impressed with Malachi Black and also like, especially lately, sort of hoping for more from him, right? We sort of want him to get away from the Codyverse. Um, there, was, there was that weird sort of run of, of tag stuff, but his appearance, his entrance, his, the way that he came on the scene has all been so impressive and so intriguing. Um, I think growing it bigger and, and it being a great way to bring in Brody King, I, I think uh, can really make some noise. And it was already a pretty impressive, as we said, but a couple times when they give it, the, when they give it the breath, a really impressive tag team division. I think this is right up there for me in terms of exciting teams to see enter that fray. Yeah, it's funny to to sort of think about in those terms, because Malachi Black debuted in AEW this year. I would say he still feels massive whenever he comes out to the arena, still feels has retained a lot of um, stardom, but he hasn't done that much. It's been Cody and then the tag match against Cody, the great match against Dante Martin. Is this how you read this, though, Zoobs, that he's entering the tag division with Brody King, or do you expect them to be sort of the upper card and mid card representatives of the same faction. No way of knowing for sure, but if you've got a guess, I'm happy to hear it. I would probably, it probably will be more like the upper card representations of the same faction, but I think they'll, it's it sort of, it, you know, allows him to have a more natural alignment when it, when it calls for tag matches, when it calls for bigger things, when it calls for feuding with somebody in another group, when it sort of um, allows yes. those, those pairings to happen a lot more naturally. McVander Huge saying, I still can't believe New York didn't let him talk. This is a big Zoobs talking point, I feel Crazy. like, where there's just all this, like, uh, Malachi Black can't promo. Now, tonight, not a promo, but a voiceover. I, I feel like if you heard this, you could consider hiring Malachi Black for voiceover work. I thought he was outstanding talking over this video in a, a, a way that uh, is both haunting and not over the top, like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, hilarious, McVander Huge. Uh, Aria Thrasher loved this. Sounds like right alongside me. Dennis Dirty were pointing out correctly. He's made the most out of any morsel he's gotten from either company. True. And Torque Penderloin saying, I haven't seen a long takeover style Malachi Black match in way too long. Need to get him 20 with someone ASAP. Yes. Yes, please, Zoobs. And if that's in the tag division, if it's Brody King and Malachi Black versus FTR, okay. Yeah, so be it. I'll live. Don't don't cry for me, Argentina. You know what I'm saying, Zooms? Uh, who else do you see uh, is, when you talk about this expanding, building a house? Do you how big do you think this this house of black is going to get? How many members do you think we are talking about here, or is it just a partnership? Well, there's no way Abaddon doesn't get added to this group. Unfortunately, uh, that that feels like again. I like all factions to have a representative in each division. So, in my the way I like things is you have your heavyweight, your your tag, your junior. And your your woman, each division, each belt, you have a representative of, and Abaddon just feels part and parcel the the most that would fit in, right? I mean, I'm not a fan of it, uh, but that that feels sort of like a no brainer, right? I thought maybe we were getting we we're getting Julia Hart, right? Is sort of my guess. I would love if that corruption worked out and Julia that's Hart basically was the same, right? way more interesting. Basically the same thing, right? He did the same he did the same thing to her as as he did to Brody King. Yeah, true. So maybe that's, is it, but he also missed Cody. That's true. Ember Moon instead. How about that from Sam's Fells? Now here's, here's some thinking. What if Cody led the house of black? Yes. Adrenaline <laughs> in my soul. I'm so haunted out of control. Yeah, it's me. It's me. It's Cody Rhodes. Cody. Would you be, would you be into that Zeus? Well, he can. He and the factory could get back together, and they could feud with. They could feud with the House of Black. 
well, now you're just wanting to print money. Moron of the factory later on in merch match. Samfell saying Ember Moon is the better choice, Josh, like the Zoob says. Yeah, that's a great call. I would love that. Didn't think of that. Awesome idea. Good stuff. Sheeta and Deeb, three Zoobs. The trilogy for it all. Sheeta wins this one, 2-1. Um, what did you think of this one, Zoobs? Maybe my least favorite of their three encounters, but I still did enjoy it. I, I, I'm still pretty uh in the tank for for any serena d matches on the show i think um she might be my favorite in the whole division i i I just sort of love it i love seeing her work with pretty much everybody and i think is it because she's female cesaro zoops i always had i i before i I felt a little more female bret hart which i know is very huge praise but just sort of like that really physical style that uh laying it in there uh submissions and some sadism and some just inflicting pain and sharp technical uh i'm a big fan so i will i will generally thumbs up uh this pairing in any situation i think they their their move sets work as a nice mirror of each other of sort of cheetah is sort of the the face version of deeb's sort of shadow yeah it's weird because chemistry is something that's really hard to predict with wrestlers right like there's lots of examples in history of wrestlers that you would suspect to have great chemistry and then it doesn't play out that way or wrestlers who you would expect to maybe be a little clunky together and it's peanut butter and jelly but Sheeta and Deeb, no matter what you would think of it going in they just have great chemistry these are two people who must like working together know it's going to be a reliably good match and i suspect we'll probably see more of them to come or do you think this is the end of these two i think they might separate for a little bit i'm Interested to see, you know, I think I would, I would like to see Deep sort of get aligned with somebody. I would like to see sort of this mean streak, this um, anger, this like heel streak that's rip, ripping through. Like, I'd like to see it lead to something, like put something together, have a purpose, like really drive towards something. Other than fucking up Sheeta's day, I'd like to see it sort of her have somebody, maybe whoever wins the TNT title, or pardon me, the TBS title, maybe somebody like that, like really focus the anger, something which is really important, I think, for taking the next step in, in, in what I think has been a really nice unlocking of her character. I think that that mean streak and that heel turn has, has allowed her to to jump up a level with with the, the sadistic nature and the, the technical. Yeah, leader of a Garcia and 2.0. Yeah, she should join 2.0. That'd be amazing. Wow. Are you saying there's a chance Serena Deeb wants to taste soups? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Serena! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that, Mighty Mac. Very good. Liked this match very much, though, Zoobs. I didn't think. Again, it, it, they've gotten a main event slot before where they're, or not a main event, but the top of the hour slot where they're allowed to get like the 15, 20 minutes before. I still think that second encounter is probably my favorite. But uh, yeah, nothing wrong with this. No, not, not at all. The Varsity Blondes are backstage, pissed off at Malachi Black, Zoobs. Uh, Griff Garrison, I thought he was pretty good here, actually, cutting a promo on Malachi Black, uh, mad about what happened to Julia Hart and wants to break his jaw. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. kind of offended for some reason. I didn't really understand this. He's like, calm down. It's like, why? Why calm down? Malachi Black did spit in Julia Hart's face. That seems okay to be worked out. Did, did you understand why Brian Pillman was pissed here? No, but I, I was impressed with Algirthio. I was impressed with Griff. I think this is the best, the most my eyebrows have raised on a Griff. And I liked the I liked the logic of like, yeah, man, it, it was you're intimidating, you're scary. It was a... It it threw us off for you to turn the lights off and jump us like that, but like we were, we were celebrating a win, and and it's sort of like a cowardly dick move to do that, as spooky and intimidating as it is. Like, you know, we're that's not how we were raised, that's not how we play. So the Pillman things make no makes no sense to me, but some 
some fire from Garrison that I think was some of the stuff we were looking for uh, when you when we had MJF against against uh, Pillman Jr. I think this is sort of what what we were hoping to get out of these guys in this group. This is the level we're hoping that they start getting to and where their where their work starts to get to. Yeah, absolutely agree, and that's what you want to see over time from these guys is a uh, some sort of upward momentum because Griff Garrison can feel sort of stock to me. Like, oh, it's, it's like even the name. It's like, oh, Griff Garrison, guy, wrestler with long hair. But nice to have him stand out. I, I don't know that this is what I would be doing with Malachi Black, is that presumably he's going to beat these guys and then they'll team up to maybe take on King and Black, was how I read it tonight. Or sorry, yeah, King and, yeah, King and Black. Um, I, I don't know. Well, well, the pairing doesn't feel the best to me, but maybe it can over-deliver because I thought everybody was pretty good tonight. Yeah. With that, Zoops, it's time. For our third and final, keep it or kick it of the evening, if you nasty. Zoobs, you remember the rules? I do. Well then, Zoobs, let's get right damn to it. Keep it or kick it. This statement, Griff Garrison has a higher ceiling than BPJ, Brian Pillman Jr., Zoobs. Two guys who maybe we don't see everything in, but uh, two wrestlers all the same. We saw Brian Pillman Jr. sort of get the uh, touch of the upper card with MJF. Griff Garrison will get his brush here with Malachi Black. Where are you, Zeebs? Zeebs. <laughs> trying to re-keep in Zeebs at the same time. Zeebs. Nick Gage said Zeebs. Zeebs. That might be the highlight of the year now that I think about it. I need to go back and do my sorry, Nick Gage saying Zeebs twice. It's up there for promo of the year. <laughs> Zoobs looks like basically unanimous keep. Scoots Brodo kicks it. He likes Brett Brian Pillman Jr. But it looks like besides that, and thank you for the first time uh, chat from Rusty Sheds. Very much appreciate it. Chris Garrison hype gets them all. Gets them all coming out. They get their first time chats. They can't stay silent. McVanderhuge like kicking it saying BPJ will lose the mullet and gain the upper mid card. Thick Flair saying Griff will be a champion one day. And I am not joking. We, we platform this guy. <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt, maybe ban our own pod. I'm kidding. You know, but, uh, uh, that's, I, we're, I, doing, I we're doing we're doing Friday shows on the 24th and the 31st. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, maybe we should have looked a little further into this before hiring. <laughs> Good God, AW champion. Uh, maybe maybe he's predicting like a, a global warming situation that that the, the I mean, everyone pretty- else is gone. <laughs> Things are pretty dire already <laughs> on Earth. Paul has been Griff-pilled. You're not kidding. Scoots Roto saying, give Griff a mullet and we can talk. Thick Flair's sick for more high IQ controversy. Watch <laughs> Wrestling Braid on Friday nights. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, watch Wrestling Braid Friday nights with Nick and Paul. Always a great show. Uh, where are you on that one? Zoob's a keeper or a kick? Where are you on? Uh, yeah, I keep, I, I keep, but I don't have either um, especially high. I yeah yeah do, do you think their strength is as a tag team like if these guys are going to get over is it as probably. individuals or a tag team I, it's probably in a, ta- in a tag team probably i think you're right i think i agree with that zoobs your highlight of the show i'm sure as great as brian danielson and uh hangman page was a recap of hook's win on friday <laughs> intercut with footage of him lifting weights Gotta love zoobs, it. i don't want to say they get it but they get it they do this get was it. a great little video, wasn't it, Zoobs? This is what the hookers want, man. This is what everybody wants. 
Hook looking dominant. I'm happy. We talked about this last week, what we, what our expectations were. I Basically, we outlined this exact match. I said lots of suplexes. Basically, Fuego del Sol gets no offense in. Perfect. Absolutely They, they do perfect. get it. I, I haven't seen other people say this, but it feels so obvious to me that uh, apparently Hook has a great deal to do with his presentation and the, the way things go, and I would suspect he consults with his father. I feel like Hook watched 90s Mike Tyson with the start just Hook. The no frills, you know, the you're out to the rap music, no fawning, no moving Titan Tron, very like still again, Mike Tyson in the 90s, black trunks, nothing. Tyson mixed with his dad. I felt like besides the the Taz mission, now the red drum and the, the Taz Plex, the vibe of small man, and I don't know why maybe this didn't occur to me. Taz is filled out, of course, in his later years, but Taz was the small guy who was the ass kicker. And Hook, despite being thinner and more jacked than the old man, jacked in a different way, I guess I should say, than the old man, Cut. ripped, I suppose. Yeah. Cut. Thank you, Zoobs. Uh, carry some of that uh, smaller guy who could whip your ass. Exit before the ref can say his name. I just thought the presentation of this guy is so dialed in and so nailed. I saw some people being like, it's a meme. You all just want to love AEW. It is not a meme. I think that to see from, from conception to execution a wrestler nailing this we only really get it in the young lion system in new japan i i really love what they're doing with hook so far yeah give me all the hook footage we, i love the hook story I love, I love this what it's all about it's what it's all yeah about. give, give him the also... tiny little cutoff sweater that absolutely right the cutoff sweatshirt that tyson used to wear perfect done deal you know what else it's all about zoobs Following and subscribing Wrestling Brain. We are on the way. It's the night of a thousand brainiacs. We're six away from a thousand. It could be, you could be the 1,000th follower of Wrestling Brain. Zoops, we've gotten so many subscriptions tonight that I feel bad asking people. But again, if you feel like subscribing this far into the show, we always appreciate it. Why, and if you've got Amazon Prime, there's no reason not to. Want to give Jeff Bezos your money or these Zoops? Mm. I know where I fall on that. Where would you rather? Zoops? Me, I'd, I'd rather yeah. have it. Easily, not even close in my mind. So we always appreciate your subscriptions and follows around here on Wrestling Brain. Zoobs, Eddie Kingston promo is also what it's all about. And he's talking about how he's going to get together with his friends, Proud and Powerful. And I went, yes. And then he went, and my best friend, Penta. And I went, okay. And they said, and Ray Phoenix. And I said, what? <laughs> and then against 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. And you go, well, why are we at the extra what are we guys? Doing? Yeah. And whoever they can find. Zoobs. Why can we not just do 2.0 and Dan Garcia against Eddie and Proud and Powerful? Does this have to be so convoluted or is the 2.0 going around the arena trying to convince people to join them going to be good enough content that it'll be worth it in the end? They announced it at the end. It's the acclaimed. They put it on the graphic. They didn't show it. Really? Yeah. The graphic at the end of the show had acclaimed on it. If I'm wrong about listen. that. If I missed saw that. You can correct me in the chat. But Listen. I don't need it to be explained. I wanted a better pair for them than the damn acclaimed. Damn. Give whoa. me two guys who we haven't seen on TV. Zoobs. Give me something better or leave me be. The acclaimed? Why did they have to be force fed into here? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Again, I'm with you. It's like, you're like Eddie promo and you're like, okay, well. <laughs> Listen, exactly it's, it's, right. it's holiday it's holiday time. The next couple shows are going to be like 10 man, 10 man. It's a 10 man tag and an eight man tag. Uh, you're going out, you're waving, you're not getting hurt, you're going home to eat your holiday meal. 
too much. I'm not getting on the show next week. How about that? <laughs> I'll tell you that yeah, much. Zoom is the going to be here yeah. next week. This is you the got last the uh, on the show. This is the last. I will be here. Double dudes. Next Wednesday after Dynamite. This location. My best friend Matt Prince in the chat. Hi Matt. Matt, were the first was Matt Prince the first 664 taken? You know. <laughs> uh, Matt, of course, does all the music. So we'll be hearing uh, the transition coming up here for merch match written. By the great Matt Prince. Can't written wait and, to written and performed. Written and performed by the great Matt Prince. It's a little loud, though. <laughs> yeah, people did say, oh, it's a bit loud. Yeah, all the damn crybabies. Well, What's I cranked it. I think we're a lot. I made us a lot louder this week. I was like, we're going to be loud. And then the, show, the song won't be so loud. You should make the song really quiet. Yeah. Zoobs, MJF versus Dante Martin are main event tonight for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Now, Zoobs, not for a moment that I think Dante Martin was going to win this match. And you know why? Why is that? Because no one in AEW's past, present, or future is ever going to be more suited to hold this ring than MJF, right? Yes. There was the uh, there was the idea that maybe uh, CM Punk cost him the match. Sort of the... Sure. Floating in the back of your head, maybe? Ultimately, no, because what's da- what's Dante going to do with that ring? It's right. It's like, is he like would Dante even wear the ring? Can a baby face wear that and use it in a, a way that even makes sense? I didn't really think so. Not my favorite match. I saw some people really loving it. Got really kick out heavy at the end. I thought not not my favorite style of match. And it's weird, man. MJF of all people, we think of having such like a nuclear meat and potatoes, but really good version style of wrestling. The PWG does emerge when he wrestles certain guys, like Sammy Guevara uh, and and now Dante Martin. Maybe it's the High Flyers, where they really like to get into that high-energy kick-out phase at the end of the match, which isn't especially my thing. Did you like this one more than me, Zoops? Uh, maybe a touch. Maybe a touch. I'm always impressed with Dante Martin. I thought um, he, he was really pre- he presented himself with a lot of like urgency. Like the, the way he came out, he was straight to business. Um, I did like that sort of him, the, having the recognition of this being a bigger match, but um, I worry about all the weird alignments that he sort of went through in the last little bit, maybe yeah. Yeah. murkying his uh, situation and sort of, but I thought he looks, he looks prepared to go back to the top flight. He's got sort of had the top flight uh, yes. low going back. So I don't wonder if that's not far off. If that's sort of his next thing, but um, I did enjoy it. I, I, again, I think, uh, I think Martin's a special talent um, as much as I agree with you. It was never in doubt for me that this was, how this was going to play out. Um, I, I didn't mind the, uh, the team tasks. You got, you got a little bit of Ricky Starks in there uh, mucking things up. I thought that was a nice payoff to that. You know what the worst take you can see commonly on wrestling Twitter is? I mean, I bet there's a bunch, but I let's hear it. You wouldn't engage. I would. Uh, Darius Martin must hate this Dante run that yeah. he's just sitting at home watching how over his brother has gotten. He's like, Oh no. I personally think that if they just straight up put Darius and Dante back together, maybe with Leo Rush as their manager as top flight, they feel like people who are immediately at the top of the tag. You don't tell you tell me they don't feel at least Jurassic Express level. Yeah, they, they immediately do to me. Yeah, I I disagree that he would be thinking, oh no, my tag team partner is over. I probably thinking I can't wait to get back to this. And cash I, I will in, be more over cash <laughs> in on this. Yeah, <laughs> I get a return. I get a return that that matters versus not versus like. Just returning and nobody really knowing what was going on. That's exactly right. Manny Mac saying that he had a friend text him during the show to say how incredible Dante is. Yeah, I think Dante has that effect. He 
again, you hate to, comparisons are so tricky in wrestling because the greats stand out for certain things. And so when you want to utilize that thing, you're inherently comparing people to greats. But Rey Mysterio has that, like, I'm not Mr. Lucha, but he has that, like, evocative high-flying style that makes you feel connected to it. And I, I really think that Dante Martin has that in his DNA in a way that Rey Mysterio also does. And he, and he does things I've never seen before. So, yeah, unbelievable stuff from Dante Martin. I believe that he sticks with some people. Really does. He really is the top at flight. Yeah, that's impossible to deny. There's other flights, right, Zeus? Oh yeah, there's. But if you were, that's the top. That's the top flight. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Stupid. Punk comes out for the save on Team Taz. Crowd goes absolutely bonkers for Cult of Personality here. They're, I guess, maybe afraid they weren't going to get to see CM Punk on this show. I thought you could have done without him this episode. And there's no bigger Punk fan than me, but I thought this episode was strong enough that uh, the Punk appearance at the end was more cherry on top than necessity. What was your? Maybe I'm maybe I'm a Mark and and I had seven point five expectations on a seven show. Mm. what was your when the lights went out and then it came back up and it was sting and darby what was were, were you were you like that's what i expected or were you like was there a moment where you were like oh are we getting something no i was expecting something more yeah for sure because it, it came on with sting, with sting and darby now. it crossed my mind because yeah. the blackout uh, i was expecting kyle o'reilly tonight yeah uh, or keith lee even but not as much but i, I thought kyle o'reilly was likely for tonight i don't know you know me Zeus. i don't follow the contract situation he's got a non-compete she's got a non-compete i i know lots of people do I'm just saying how I felt. They teased the UDE stuff enough in the past couple of weeks. I think all three Bobby Fish appearances. Yeah, Briscoe's I agreed. I, uh, Briscoe's wouldn't have surprised me either. That sort of. Oh right, right. I thought I thought that. The, although, so Tony Khan gave an interview this week where he said that rest, Winter is Coming is going to be a big show, but he wants people to know that they're ending the TNT era. There's only three more dynamites there with big shows. So he stretched out a couple surprises over the weeks leading up to their TBS debut. So. There's still bullets in the in the chamber, I suspect. Well, cool. And next week is Holiday Bash, correct? That's right. Yeah, Zooms. Uh, I will be here with Sick Nick uh, and maybe yeah. a guest host. Haven't decided yet. Maybe I'll try a solo one. Yeah, what do you I, think? I, I'm I'm hoping to call in. I, I don't want to. I don't want to commit because I don't know what my move-in situation will be. I don't know what Wednesday night was going to look like. So maybe I'll call yes. in and I'll get a review of the show from you. Um, maybe, but, but I'll be set up for the, for the week, for the new year week, the, the two weeks from now, I'll be, I'll be here. Yeah. And with a week of wrestle kingdom, I think we can call that and uh, not to get too far into it, but Katsutori Shibata wrestling January 4th. This is me saying anyone but Kenta. Okay. (laughs) The 29th. I'll be here for the 29th show. So don't worry about that. Anyone but Kenta. Anyone but Kenta. Any. One, can, I, can I get a, anyone but Kenta in the chat? Anyone but Kenta. <laughs> anyone but Kenta. Anyone but Kenta. No, just anyone. Okay, all right. I'd be, anyone but Kenta. That's it for the show, isn't it? Well, Zooms, there's still merch matches. Oh, well, for the, yeah, for the Nasty Cast. That's, that's it for AEW Dynamite. That's it for AEW Dynamite, Zooms, which I think six and a half was the right thing. This this uh, main event did still keep a big feel for it for something that I felt was basically a fixed result, but I, I enjoyed it, but that, that opener and then some great promos along the way, uh, really carried the show for me. Yeah. And, uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much. Rate and subscribe to all that stuff. Uh, thank you for listening and check it out. We're, we're going to put the year end show on this podcast feed too. I think unless it's a, unless, unless you message me after it's done and be like, it was a fucking train wreck. It might be a Patreon exclusive. We'll and see. Then, whatever you, then, there you go. We should, we you should got, iron. For the year end show, you got to pay for the VOD. Should, or should iron my, that out. Should iron that out. There you go. Or be a, uh, 
Twitch subscriber. So there you go. Get a yeah, there's lots of ways to do it. You don't have to give me money and give Zoobs and, uh, well, I mean, listen, you should, Patreon, it's a better experience. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, Zoom. See you later, Nasty Casties. Love and energy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I personally thought it was, uh, you know, pretty good. And if you agree with me, there's a couple different ways you could support us here at Wrestling Brain. First of which, you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. Tell somebody you know about this podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to go a step further... You can always take in the real show live, twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You get to the post show, you get our interviews, you get our calls, the full experience over there on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. Love and energy.